Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this This is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Show did. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. This is your bloody happy hour Tuesday edition quickie day. Quickie. Everybody loves a quickie. So we're just going to go through a couple of cases that are going on right now or what's in the news. And there's a lot of things in the news right now. And so this one's going to be kind of, um, this is a kind of a serious one because it's a lot of serious topics, but we'll end off with kind of a a lighter note. So, um, there are going to be this, one of them is children involved. So just prepare. Shall we start off that we have, we just knew we would have answers for the local one or Tammy. Yes. Tell them, tell them, tell them about our adventure. Our local case. Our freaking adventure. That was a failed adventure we went on. So the Tammy Blankenship case, we talked about it last quickie, which was the um, ex-educator, hit and run, Baylor student case. Okay, it's in trial right now in Waco, Texas. Um, It is not a televised trial, but Tommy Witherspoon is an amazing live tweeter, and he's been giving us all the deets. All the deets. Well, Caroline and I went to the trial Friday, and we're ready. We were so ready. And we saw nothing. We did see both families and the courtroom was full and, but we saw literally testimony. We were so pissed. (sighs) So we had to go drink. Yeah. We went to (laughs) Hippodrome and drink instead, but, um, so it was, there's a recess and there was a recess and then it was recessed and there it was, was nothing recess because day. the juror I mean, I used had to love COVID. You know what? It's just the whole thing. And uh, I think the juror was just shitty and that pissed me off anymore, even more because I would have stepped in. Like, why would you not take I that don't job know so why seriously? Would, well, it's not his fault he got sick. Okay. So that's that. But, but this, that's what the alternate I is for. I think he was lying. Well, why would he lie? Why because would he, he wasn't taking his job seriously. I think he didn't want to be there. Well, I don't know about all that, but maybe I I'm mean speculating. I know I love I love the speculation, and I think we were just real annoyed about it. I would, and I think they should have just had the person, the alternate, take over right then. But they're like, oh, let's wait and cancel the rest of the week, and then wait till Monday until yeah. he's better. And then he was, and then there was another day that was like nothing because they had to meet about this officer, the Waco yeah. Police Department, who, yeah. So basically, the the case, it's just not looking good. As of right now, so we're recording on a Thursday the 8th. 
they have been in deliberation for six hours. So probably before you even hear this, there's going to be a verdict and we're sorry. You'll see it on our Instagram page um, and our Facebook page. But the case just was, it was, there was, the investigation wasn't done the day of the accident. Like there should have been better investigation when the kid was hit. There should have been more done then. They did like no measurements. They did no, there was no video. They There's, found no video yeah. of anything. Like they just did nothing. Like I don't understand. Like they waited the well, two years and then tried to like backtrack, but it was just so late. Yeah. And even like now. And so uh, I don't know. I mean, the, both sides have rested and they're deliberating. And it's been six hours and I, I don't know. I think that There's, there is enough reasonable doubt to... Uh -huh hang a jury. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think so. Because I mean, if I didn't know anything about it, I would be like, well, I get that she lied about the insurance and I get that this, and you know, that the, she had told the, her coworker that she killed the kid. And then she was like, Oh wait, maybe it's just a stop sign. I feel better. But the amount of mess ups that the police department did and the the whole windshield, like they said it was caved in, but it wasn't caved in. Was it caused from a bicycle and a person hitting it. Why was there no paint from the car on the bicycle? Yeah. Why was there no blood? Why was there no blood on the car? Plus, the police lied about blood being on the car. Yeah. And so that's a bunch of doubt. Yeah, it's a it's a bunch of doubt. And the expert testimony, the expert person said, the defense's expert, the defense's expert, which they've been friends for thirty years, the lawyer and this expert, um, said that it. Looking at the pictures, looking at the damage to Tammy's car, he does not believe that her car is the one that hit that bike. And so I think that will go very far in that jury room. So I know. And then you're like, what are the odds that all this happened in the same night? And like Nancy Grace just said that there are no coincidences. And that is a whole lot of coincidences yes. in one freaking 24 hour period and so you know she's a liar and you know she did it and you want justice for the Grottenberg family and it sucks that she's there may not there's a good chance they may not get it at least if it's a mistrial or hung jury then do they try to get yeah it? The, yeah if if the state wants to go after it again but then what is the point when there's no new evidence when you don't have anything else. I don't know. Maybe you somehow convince whoever wrote the letter, anonymous letter, or what's, I don't, like, that That never came up. Yeah. Where's the anonymous letter? Why didn't you read if, it? Listen, if you are the anonymous letter writer. Come forward. One of our three listeners out there. <laughs> maybe just tell us. Tell we'll us. Just, no, at least that way we'll know. Yeah, we'll read it. Uh, speaking okay. of... Uh, wild cases. Let's talk about the Crumley, Jennifer Crumley. She is the mother of Ethan Crumley, who, uh, let me just read this to you. The state of Michigan. Okay. So this is the Oxford school shooting. This happened 2021, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's reviewed it the last couple episodes. So you kind of yeah. know the case yeah. and we know that she's been found guilty. I don't know if we knew that because that just came out like yesterday. But yes, oh. as of now, yeah, well, you might know it already if you looked at the news. But mainly what I want to talk about is what do we think about this? Because this will set a big precedent for 
moving forward, like how parents can possibly be prosecuted and go to prison for the actions of their child. And was this more of a case of she was just neglectful or she was abusive or did she just like not pay attention? I mean, she didn't pay attention to him, but is it her fault that he went and killed the kids? But then why would you get your son a gun who you obviously has these mental health problems, but she just didn't pay attention to him, I guess. So it's like a, it's like hands off parenting. Yes. So, uh, the state says that the mom should have seen the red flags and somehow stopped this tragedy. Okay. I'm going to come up. I'm going to come from the side of, we're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit. I'm going to say why she should be not be found guilty. I'm going to say why she should have not been found guilty. Okay. So, um, yes. So that her aunt Jennifer and James have been in, in sitting in jail for, uh, the past, Three years, I believe. Damn. Um, waiting, almost three years, waiting for a trial. Uh, it's the first time any parents have been charged criminally for a school shooter's actions. Uh, he pled guilty and he's life in prison. So the, but then the state and the community, they want vengeance. Like they want, I mean, surely they do. Yeah. Uh, understandable. This It was horrible what happened and... Maybe they're like, okay, well, maybe we'll up the ante and we'll charge the parents. And then this will make parents pay more attention to their kid. Um, but there there were some problems in the case. Like, th- it showed basically that, uh, let's see, the evidence pointed to the Crumleys being absent, uh, absent parents, probably abusive, neglectful at worst. Um, and so why did they not just, why did, why did the state not just charge them with child abuse? Why did they have to go for m- more serious criminal charges? Yeah. And um, wait, were they together or not together? They were not tried together. His James is. Did they live together? Were they married? Yes. Okay. They, they were, were married. Uh, so Ethan, uh, the shooter, um, lived in his bedroom was filthy. It was messy. His mother left him, uh, let him move to another room it, b- instead of cleaning his own room. So she's like, oh, it's too dirty. Just go to the other room. Uh, they left him alone so often that the defense attorney's expert witness called him a feral child mm. who had been abandoned by his parents. Mm. Neighbors reported that the couple fought loudly and often in front of their son. Jennifer was carrying on a, uh, carrying on an affair, not just with another man, but with several, several people. She and her boyfriend found, uh, were I guess found each other on this adult swingers app. Um, and <laughs> Ethan had at the same time developed 13 cavities because he had braces and they weren't being taken care of. And they also reported that there was shortage of food and that their house was just really gross. Okay. Well, okay. That's fine. She would also, she had this like a uh, horse hobby. She was always tending to these horses um, so basically she was doing everything except for paying attention Being to her son. Yes. Yeah. So she was charged with involuntary manslaughter. So let's say I'm going to have you in a second, read this. I don't, let me just say, I don't like her parenting. I don't like that. She cheated on her husband, that she's doing this swinger stuff. I mean, I get, we joke about it a lot, but yeah. I mean, if you're in a marriage, let's you do your thing. But th- this case, um, And 
a few people have said that, yeah, she was very involved. The parents were very involved in themselves, more so than just being parents. They were not paying attention to him. Um, the state proved that these parents or, oh, I don't think this, because I have a different opinion, but what I'm telling you. So I don't think the state has proved that the parents or any other parents have have a duty to other people's children, right? Like, do, do, do those parents have a duty to other people's children? Like, is it their responsibility if those children die? Is it Ethan's okay. parents? Mm -hmm. Like, do they have a duty to them? Mm -hmm. uh, should they or should they not? Um, and a couple of attorneys that I watch or lawyers that I watch talked about, okay, um, there's no judge that's going to go and overturn this verdict. Like if they do, if they go on appeal, no judge will, will overturn it. Um, because of the account, like because of the public like backlash that it would get. Yeah. Um, the, another one said that the community wanted vengeance. And then another one said the principle established by the win in the Jennifer Cumley case starts with her, but it will continue for other parents whose behavioral benefit of 2020 hindsight's hindsight was imperfect. This opens the door for the state to pursue the parents of teens who drive drunk or join gangs as the perfect parent does not exist. It raises the question that choosing to have a child may eventually mean time behind bars. Yeah. Cause kids are going to screw up. So I think that, uh, the state going after her criminally for involuntary manslaughter removes the onus from the shooter. How old was he again? 15. 15, okay. And um, it takes away maybe which could – it's like 15-year-old. He was a 15-year-old, but he was tried as an adult. And that was another issue because it's like, well, so he's tried as an adult. He's going to prison as an adult. but now you're also going to charge his parents, parents for the same thing that, you know, like yeah. in their adult, like, but you're saying it's the parents fault. Right. Yeah. Um, the whole issue with the affair that was not supposed to come up in trial. Her defense attorney brought it up and wanted to open the door and she's like, let's just bring it in. Let's bring it all in. Let's just clear the air. And then when Jennifer got on the stand, she didn't seem very remorseful, um, she asked, she was asked if she would change anything or do anything differently. And she said, no, hmm. which is kind of shocking. Like, yeah, but so do we think they got it right? Do we think she should be guilty? Do we think she should be not guilty? Should she have to serve time for this? Should she not? Some other people were saying, um, like, here's the, here's like a text from just random people if you want to read some of that it's like what here are my thoughts about the verdict yesterday gotta admit i was shocked she was found guilty this does set a precedence not only for shootings think of this what if my child takes the keys to my car one night drives purposely into a group of people killing them do i now go to jail because my child used my car should I now lock up my car keys? What if my child somehow gets a hold of drugs? He parties with a couple of friends and they die. Am I now going to jail because I should have known my child uses drugs? What if I have alcohol in my house? My child has friends over 
and I'm out with friends for dinner and over at my boyfriend's house, my son and his friends get so intoxicated, one dies of alcohol poison. Am I responsible? How far will it go? Does my house need not to be Fort need to now be Fort, Fort Knox? Knox? So Yeah, that, that is just Yeah. So I think that is is crazy scenarios because right. I think it was a sum of a whole lot of things that they could bring up to say she was a neglectful mom. If this was only one situation, we probably wouldn't have a trial. But this is like a sum of a lot, a lot, a lot well, of and things. And plus with the paint, with like the, there was the whole paper, like the notebook that he had this journal and then he had the paper, the, the school found the paper. He it had a gun on help. it. Yeah, had a gun on it. Said, I want to shoot the school up. They saw it. They bring it to the office. The parents come to the office. They're there for 11 minutes. The principal picks up the backpack, which the gun is in the backpack. And it was like made a comment when handing it over to like the secretary or whoever handed it over to somebody was like, oh, this bag's kind of heavy. And nobody looked in the backpack. Mm -hmm. So the school is protected. So that's why they're not facing any charges. And but the parents are the one that get the the blame for it. But then they did buy them him the gun, knowing good and well that I mean, surely they knew he had mental issues or was like depressed he had i mean i just think it's a it's a whole lot yeah, of things yeah and you're a bad person like you're a bad mom yeah. and you're a bad person mm -hmm. and you're neglectful and your child cried out for help and 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 and, and i'm and. school i'm sure the school told the police or whoever was investigating this how neglectful and and unhelping that she was how much she did not care. Yeah. So I think it was all of that together that helped prosecute her. Mm -hmm. And I think that every situation would be weighed in separately. All those things that I just read would be totally different because if it's just one isolated situation, that's a shitty, that's a teenager. Mm -hmm. It's a different, a teenager in any household, in any social yeah. economic and that's situation. What people are like going back and forth on saying like, well, this, 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 and like, oh, okay, well, but yeah. how do you know like, what what's, you just described yeah. him? We've described on every serial yeah. killer podcast, right? Lonely, neglected. Well, and um, there was stuff in his room. His room was so messy. You couldn't see the floor. And he had like cut off heads of things and put them in jars. But parents had no idea yeah. because they didn't go in the room. And had he did it as an and adult, we wouldn't the, be talking about this. Yeah. And go look through it. Like, re, I'm sorry. We would just be talking read about his journal. Mama. Read his stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think that this is probably a good situation to bring it up. I mean, to have a parent and she had no remorse. So all of that plus no remorse and she wouldn't change anything. No, what she did change was her weight because she gained about 500 pounds or at least 100. <laughs> and she wasn't cute. So she wasn't easy on the she eyes. Was no, like, she wasn't a bad looking person in the <laughs> beginning, but she literally like doubled in size. I don't know what they're. I thought they. In jail? I thought in jail you lose weight because you're like ooh, peanut moldy peanut butter bread sandwich or whatever. I don't know. Like I do not know. I she was not recognizable. So now James is his okay. Her sentencing is going to be in April. I think she's facing up to fifteen years or multiple. I can't. Well, I guess. 
neglect, I, I would get her on neglect and whatever else tacked on to like child abuse. I don't know about like the whole murder part. Did she neglectfully probably mold a murderer? But I don't know if you can, she didn't, the gun wasn't in her hand. Well, that's exactly what, yeah. what's, what we're saying is like, yeah. it's involuntary and it's, yeah. But so her sentencing is coming up, but before her sentencing is her husband's trial, mm-hmm. which is going to be in March. And it's like, well, shoot, should he just take a plea deal or should he try to, you know, go for it and not get guilty? I don't know. Or try to go for, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I do not know. Yeah, I think every situation can be taken. We're gonna it's gonna actually coincide with our Thursday story because we got a kid's gonna that's gonna do something stupid and the parents are gonna be looked at. So we'll have that conversation on Thursday to see if we think the parents should be perfect. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. (laughs) We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For (laughs) sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. And we are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. doing here rusty what are we gonna do uh, yep we're doing the uh, king of the hill rewatch podcast king of the hill yes, rewatch sir. podcast yeah so we're gonna go through one episode at a time uh come along for the ride with us come check it out and hey, give me give me a good um like dale gribble quote to go out on wingo yeah wingo <laughs> wingo wingo all right well join us uh join us for uh the uh, king of the hill rewatch podcast in the heart of Texas, Dad drinks his brew and he spits his chew. In the heart of Texas, the TV players, but no one cares. Moving on to another shitty parent, uh, Harmony Montgomery. This is a rough one, so prepare. Um, and this kind of is a long, a lot of details, but it's, it's just a wild case. And this trial just started today, but I wanted to go back and kind of like see what all the details for it was. So, uh, she was missing for two years before anyone noticed. Did you know that? What? Yes. No. And now her father is on trial for a murder. So Harmony, Harmony Montgomery, five years old was seen last, uh, was seen in the fall of 2019 and they started searching for her uh, just recently before that. Um, it he the father Adam Montgomery was is charged with the murder of her of the five year old. 
Um, but there's tons of questions of like, how did she, how did she fall through the cracks? This is a whole CPS, DCFS, whatever. It's all that because there was a lot Where of that are we involved. At? Where's this happen? Uh, New Hampshire. Okay. So she was last seen fall 2019, New Hampshire. Um, and at the time of her disappearance, she lived with her father, Adam, her stepmother, Kayla, and they had guilty, guilty. <laughs> And I think Kayla, either they had two kids together or Kayla. No, they did. They had two kids together. Harmony's mom, Crystal, was out of the picture because she was on drugs. And so Mm. she did not have custody of her daughter due to her substance abuse problems. Um, So when they finally began searching for her, it was December of 2021, which is two years behind the last time they saw her. So just six months into the investigation, they arrest the dad, Adam. He's later charged with just a few things, but the list grows. So I'll wait to tell you what the final charging is in a second. So in his 2022 arrest affidavit, um, Adam's wife, Kayla, she comes forward and she gives her whole she spills everything allegedly. Okay. So she's going and she's saying, okay, this is what happened. She says that Adam fatally struck Harmony in the head um, when she had an accident in the car. So she like peed on herself in the car. Mm. I mean, probably because she's been beat and you, she's, I think she had some. Wait, um, she's five years old? Yes. And I think she had some like mental issues, but I mean, I think her mom was probably doing drugs when she was pregnant. And so, yeah. So Kayla then goes and she says that Adam then allegedly placed Harmony's body in a cooler, which then he snuck into his workplace freezer before disposing of her remains at an unknown location in March 2020. He pled not guilty. So Harmony Montgomery, born in 2014. Her father was in prison when she was born. Mm. So Adam was in jail when she was born. Uh, he was released in 2015. Then she was removed from her mother's care at least three times in the first four years of her life. Damn. So this poor soul has had, had no, no life. I, I mean, that's not even a life. I mean, July, 2018 department of, uh, child services, DCS removed her from her mother's custody due to the drug addiction, put her in a foster home, February, 2019, Adam was given custody I mean, he'd already been to jail, and I'll tell you for why in a second. Um, he was given custody, um, and then they had uh, the DCYF, the D- Division of Children's Youth and Families, which is another horrible place. They're all CPS, DCYFS, whatever the hell. There's like five uh, they people reviewed, that live there. Yeah, they reviewed the home and cleared it. They're like, okay, great, it's fine. You got drugs and shit, but it's good. It's fine. You're a felon, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Mom lived in Massachusetts. Adam lived in New Hampshire. So Harmony moved uh, out of Massachusetts to New Hampshire. And in, let's see, uh, whenever it was finally like confirmed, the the last confirmed sighting of Harmony was September 11th, 2019. That's when police are called over to Adam's house uh, where Harmony was living. And the police said that... Oh, they messed up some dates, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mom actually called and told the police. She's like, well, I have not been able to have contact with her since I talked to her over a video call in April 2019. 
So she saw her last April 2019. Then Adam is Adam cut off contact with mom and Harmony. He's like cut off all the contact. Obviously, he'd killed her. And um he told the police that no, I gave uh I gave I gave her to mom in on Thanksgiving of 2019. So she was saying that um oh it's not oh uh-huh. she was saying that so Adam was like, oh, yeah, I I gave her to mom on Thanksgiving. But no, you didn't. Mom's not seen her since April. So there's no way you gave her to mom on Thanksgiving. Do, you, yeah. Are you following? Yeah. Um, so then that's when the police start getting involved. And I think Adam's uncle is involved. And there's this other. Oh, Adam's uncle, Kevin, told investigators that he had seen Harmony Um when she's five years old and he also had noticed that I guess the last time he saw her, which was July, 2019, he saw her and she was, she had black eyes and Adam had said that he had, um, beat bashed her around this house. Damn. Quote. Oh, and so uncle Kevin didn't do anything either. So he failed her. I think they were just all like, I don't know. This is all drugs. This is, this is a big case of drugs everywhere. Um, it's sad when nobody in your life. And he had previously had concerns that Adam was physically abusive to the child and was super short with her and all this other stuff. So Kevin, Uncle Kevin, the, he actually did contact DCYF <laughs> at that time. And he told them in he, July, in July, 2019. Oh, okay. Good job. I take it back. Uncle Kevin. Yeah. He said that he, um, he noticed that, Adam was um, being, uh, gave her, the forms of uh, discipline were abusive. And that included scrubbing a toilet with her toothbrush and being spanked hard on the butt. I mean, that's not, that's fine. But the point is, he did go and try to make an effort to say something to them. Um, Well, in January, so that's July 2019, January 2019, um, both Adam and Kayla, so the husband and the wife, Adam and Kayla, they both get arrested. And eventually they work out some kind of a deal with Kayla and they're like, okay, well, let's like plea deal. And so she was going to tell them yeah. what she said. Well, she lies, but then she comes back and she tells the real story. So she can't be trusted. She's drugs and stuff too. But let me tell you what her um, theory is. Uh, this was a 48 page affidavit that she gave. I'm not reading 48 pages. Um, but she's told, she told investigators that her husband allegedly delivered sets of three to four blows with a closed fist to Harmony's face and head on three separate occasions. What? 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 There's a verdict. Oh shit. There's a verdict. (gasps) Oh fuck around. We'll just watch it. We'll keep reading and I'll watch it. (laughs) Okay. 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 This is, holy shit. Are they still there? Apparently we have a verdict. We we're waiting until all parties return to the, <gasps> what, what, podcast over, we're going. <laughs> it's right down the road. Okay. But wait, just listen to the rest of this. Yeah. I'll interrupt when we have it. Okay. But, okay. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Listen, allegedly the husband had delivered. Oh my God. Now that's why I was texting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So delivered. So according to Kayla, Adam had delivered three to four sets to blows 
uh, with a closed fist to her face and head on three separate occasions within a few minutes. So they're in the car. He turns around. He like hits her, oh. whatever, hits her again, hits her again, all within the same time frame. Then um, after the final blow, and this is all from the affidavit, I got to say these things. I He says, I think I really hurt her this time. I, I think I did something. Harmony made a moaning type noise for approximately five minutes and then stopped. No one checked on her or stopped to get her medical attention. Instead, they went to Burger King and then they went back to the apartment. They stayed in the parking lot for about 20 minutes. Kids still in the car. Uh, they, I think they might've gone into some play into the, some apartment, did some heroin and fentanyl, came back to the car. Oh. Yeah. They did fentanyl and didn't yeah. die. So I don't People know what choose to do fentanyl. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, <laughs> So they get back in the car, they start driving again, but it wasn't until the car broke down that they, they figured out, Oh, Harmony's not breathing. Oh my gosh. I cannot. And she had died. Okay. So then allegedly, uh, Adam places Harmony's lifeless body in a red duffel bag while living in the, uh, parking lot because they didn't, I guess they didn't have a home at this time and they're living out of the car. Um, with all the other kids too. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Kayla said that her husband would occasionally leave Harmony's body out in the snow to slow the rate of decomposition. Mm. When the family moved in with Kayla's mom and her boyfriend, Adam placed the duffel bag containing Harmony's body in a red cooler in the common hallway of their apartment building. After that, Adam moved, uh, moved into a shelter house where the bag began to leak. Adam reportedly put the duffel bag into a trash bag and stowed it inside a vent shaft in their ceiling, in the ceiling of their room. Police officers later removed the entire ceiling of the room, including the vent and found stains consistent to signs of decomposition. Kayla then gave detectives two different versions of how Adam trans transferred Harmony's body to a much smaller maternity tote bag that quote would not likely fit a body or Harmony's body unless it was dismembered or grossly distorted. She claimed that in spring of 2020, Adam rented a U-Haul truck to dispose of Harmony's body in the middle of the night. He returned the next morning saying something to the effect of it's done. There's also something about she, he like drained this something in the bathtub and it got clogged. That's what I heard today on the testimony. And I was like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Her blood like insanguinated her. What is that? Drained her blood. Oh my gosh. Whatever it he did, it was all, he did all the things. Um, so everybody's like the mom. So mom, mom is still over here and she's like, the authorities have failed us. DCYF failed us. They never searched for her. Why did it take two years? So I don't know why they're not in trial because I guess they get away with anything and they can do anything and it's fine. Um, let me quickly go to his past history. He has a history of violence, long criminal record, including Convictions for shooting a man in the head in a drug deal just six months before Harmony was born. That's why he was in jail when she was born. He was convicted in 2010 for atta attacking two women at gunpoint. And he's uh -oh. a suspect in a cold case uh, murder of a 28-year-old man um, back in February 2008. So, and also in June of 2023, so just, just now. now, he was found guilty on all counts of stolen weapons in 2019. I get, oh, he stole hell. weapons in 2019. He was convicted in 2023. And that sentence is 32 and a half to 75 years in prison. How's okay. he pleading? 
I'm not guilty. They're put, they're blaming it on Kayla. They're saying Kayla did it. That's the defense is that Kayla did it. The wife. Um, <laughs> Harmony's remains have never been found because obviously he, so basically he carried her around with him for like months and months in this bag. Um, and that's where we are. Man. Um, man, man, man. So that was a rough one, but let me finish off with kind of a funnier, like, I mean, it's not funny cause there's murder, but it's like light, a little lighter. It's this man, uh, he allegedly fatally stabbed his public defender girlfriend during a fight over chopped onions. <laughs> Did I see something about this? Indiana. Investigators allege that 60-year-old uh, Charles Michael Calvert called 911 to report a stabbing. Officers and paramedics arrive and they find an unconscious adult who was declared dead at the scene. Deputies detained Calvert and arrested him on charge of murder. When he called 911, he said that his girlfriend was no longer with us. What? She's, quote, no longer with us. After she approached him with a knife during an argument, he said he was also armed with a knife during the dispute and that both weapons are still in the kitchen. So officers go inside and or when they arrive, they just see him in the driveway with his hands up. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the driveway hands up they go inside they see the victim laying face down big gash on her head and neck area he checked her checked the pulse she didn't have a pulse the officer noticed that the kitchen appeared to be disheveled with a broken crock pot some bloody kitchen knives and some food items scattered around like there had been a struggle behind some onions behind some onions but then he said calvert said he and the victim had been dating for about a year. And that night she got very aggressive. Hmm. Hmm. She's probably trying to get kinky and he wasn't having it. Having it. Uh, he allegedly was chopping up some onions, but the victim stated that he was not doing it correctly. <laughs> she allegedly sense. pushed the crock pot at him and picked up a knife. Culvert then said he picked up another knife in response and became defensive. Ooh. So this is a case of self-defense. Self-defense. I mean, if you try to throw a crockpot at me with hot shit in it, I'm probably going to stab you too. Okay? Now, investigators found an onion peel in the trash, but they did not observe a chopped onion anywhere in the kitchen. <laughs> there was bloodstains. Blood-stained men's clothing near the kitchen island and the victim's glasses were on the counter. There are also scuff marks on the floor that showed signs of a struggle. In addition to the wound on her neck, she had appeared to have stab wounds through her shirt as well as cuts on her lip and her thumb was severely cut, basically almost severed. There wow. was no blood. Oh, there was also blood found in the master bathroom. So they said that Calvert was very calm and he didn't have any sense of urgency whatsoever. You know, probably he just like was distraught after his onions, you know? I mean, they, uh, the, the victim was identified as Marsha Linsky. She worked as an Allen County public defender. Uh, she served as a magistrate judge um, at a law firm and uh, Calvert is in custody at the Allen County jail and he's being held without bond. Mm. So there you go. There's our quickie. And now we cannot focus on anything because nope, we have a nope, verdict. Nope. Apparently we have a verdict. We are waiting until all the parties return to court from various locations. Stand by. Okay, <gasps> just what? Grottenberg's family, including his parents and brothers and sisters, are in the courtroom awaiting the verdict. Blankenship's family's 
filling in also. The judge is announcing that the jury has reached verdicts in both second degree counts. Okay, just start because it could take them like an hour. But what if somebody went to Anne? As you said, both families are in. Oh, it said both families are in. I was kind of listening. I thought I heard the girl, but you said people they're waiting on people to come from afar. They're waiting for us. Family. They're waiting for April. They're waiting for us. (laughs) His parents, brother, and sisters are in the courtroom. Why do I not have whiskey right now at this moment? Awaiting the verdict. Blankenship's family is filing in also. April, can we go? It's right there. Oh my God, where is it? Can we see it from here? I'm dead. I am dead right now. It's not. It's on the other side, right? Wait, what are we on? Fifth? It's right here. It's literally right there. (laughs) Damn it. Let's switch rooms. Because if we can see the courthouse, we are kind of (laughs) there. Let me see if they're... Can I open the door? Judge Kelly, I'm just going to read each tweet as they come. Judge Kelly is admonishing the crowd not to react to the verdict and to leave the courthouse as soon as possible. (gasps) See, we could watch them come out. And, oh, okay. What do you think? Give your prediction. What do you think? What do you think right now? Wait, guilty. I think the video might have hung. If they have a verdict, that means it's not hung. On both, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with guilty. Because I think more people think she's guilty and they had to convince the other people, like, listen, bro, it's obvious she did it. She lied to this. She t- she confessed to that lady. Guilty! <laughs> the jury found Tammy oh, Blankenship guilty yeah. to failure ooh, ooh, to stop and ooh, render aid. I am manslaughter! Oh, that's right! Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm glad I'm ah! Oh my god! <gasps> OMG, guilty! OMG, OMG, OMG! I am deceased, y'all. You hear it now? You hear? You you know what? You get your news here first, live, live breaking coverage. Except here. for they're gonna hear it. It's okay. I don't care. It's still live. <laughs> So well, I I'm happy for the Grotberg family. Holy shit. I was so like, oh my gosh. <sighs> I almost <gasps> lost hope. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. I almost like I lost hope I- all day. <clears throat> Blankenship closed her eyes tightly as her daughters wept silently in the gallery. Oh, shit. Oh, I do feel bad shit. for her kids. Oh, you know what I want. And this is, oh, if we would have been in there when they were having testimony, we could have seen the jury and we could have seen if we knew anybody and then we could have. Asked if they wanted to talk. I saw one of them when we were leaving the other day, but I didn't know who she was. Well, if you are on the jury and you are listening to Bloody Happy Hour, and you would like to, if you would like to do a little interview, because juries do that, 
then we will we will just see your thoughts and how you came up with the it's sad <laughs> i hate um cheering at other people's expense i guess well but this bitch, it like, was she so big for and it was like years. Uh, yeah yeah or she was in denial. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Well, when you convince, when you talk yourself into something, like you can convince yourself that that did not happen. So I really think she just was in such denial, and she probably was drunk now, and didn't remember it. Here's the thing: sometimes when you're in the jury, they might have convinced the other people to say guilty, but with no jail time. So. Like, that's how, when I was on my case, they were so convinced that the girl that we were doing was not guilty, but we convinced them to do guilty, but they did not want a lot of jail time. So well, they don't decide that. That's what the judge decides. We ended up, Oh, we well, did that part. Oh. Mm-hmm. We did that part of the phase, but then the judge can overrule it. So Judge Strother says, we're going to let y'all do the sentencing, but they're allowed to overrule. So we ended up having her, she got um, deported and everything. So I wonder if they're going to decide the sentencing on this one. Oh my gosh, I can. And when would, well, they won't do that I right now. I've No, they usually, listen. In Murdoch case, they came back the next day and did sentencing. Okay. In some other cases, they wait a week. Some they wait a month. I don't know how they do it in all these different places, but I I, I thought that it was always the judge that decides it. But it could, I guess it just depends. Yeah. Everything's. I don't. Okay. I'm not a lawyer. Well, that's the end of our quickie. We could oh! not end it before we gave you that. <clears throat> we will see y'all Thursday for a full episode. Hopefully, we can concentrate while we record it. We'll see y'all. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.